start your weekend. Saturday Breakfast with Matt Webb. So this coming Friday marks International Men's Day. The day looks to highlight some of the issues affecting men and boys in Cambridge and beyond. Joining me to talk about the day is one of the organisers for Men's Day in the UK, Mark Brooks, OBE. Mark, it's good to have you back on Cambridge 105 Radio. Just tell us a bit about International Men's Day for people who aren't familiar with the day itself. Well, International Men's Day is actually celebrated right across the globe and it's been something that's um, been celebrated really uh, over the last 20 or 30 years. But in the UK, it's really started to take shape in the last 10 years. And the key thing is, is that it gives everybody an opportunity, women and men, to make a difference to men and boys' lives, especially in terms of their well-being. Uh, It helps to raise awareness of charities that support men and boys, and they're growing all the time. And also just to celebrate men and boys and have a conversation about, uh, in a positive way, about the contribution that they make to their friends, their families, their communities and society as a whole. And that's the key thing. It's an issue and a day to actually reflect on how we can better support men who need help but also talk up about the positive contribution that they make. So just tell us about some of the activities that are taking place this year that men and women can get involved with. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a huge range of activities that are are actually taking place. And they include a large number of employers from small local employers, right up to big blue chip companies and also the civil service. and Uh, charities as well. And what they're doing in many respects is that they're using International Men's Day to really reach out to their own employees and in some ways also to their customers. And what they're doing is that they're they're signposting their employees to organisations that can help them. They're also using the day to celebrate and mark the achievements that male employees make to the organisation overall. And also what they're doing is basically showing how committed they are to making sure that society in general and their local communities, that everybody in those communities count. And one of the things that we've really been able to use over the last 10 years is this whole story and narrative about equality and diversity and inclusion. And we've been very clear in terms of organising and, and promoting the day that equality, diversity and inclusion includes men and boys too. And so that's very much an issue that organisations have really woken up to over the last number of years and shows how important that they actually feel the need is to include men and boys within that conversation. Are you seeing more businesses and organisations getting involved in International Men's Day over the years? I mean, would you say it's doubled in, say, 10 years? What are the stats? Well, I I would say it's gone up uh, 20-fold at least in the last 10 years. I mean, when myself and a, 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 a good friend of mine, Glenn Paul, really started to put this together just over 10 years ago, 
I think the first proper year, there was about 10 organisations that actually got involved in International Men's Day, and a couple of those were organisations we were already involved in. Um, last year, in uh, 2020, we had over 200 organisations involved, and certainly by the volume of emails and activity on social media that we've seen, we're looking uh, to actually have more than that this year. So it's really, really grown. And as I said, it covers all four, all four nations within the United Kingdom, organisations, uh, large and small, not just companies, but charities. We've got arts groups. We've got uh, the civil service. We've got parliament uh, holding another debate. And we've got also lots of artists using it as a way of uh, promoting uh, promoting what they do and also raising money for charity as well. So it's, it's really eclectic in a broad range of organisations and people that get involved. And that's a really positive thing. You've touched upon the parliamentary debate, which I believe has almost taken place every year for the past four to five years. Mm. What would you like to see discussed this year as part of the parliamentary debate? Well, last year, the, the debate very much talked about uh, mental health um, and suicide. And I think it's really important that that's reiterated this year. But I think it's important to broaden broaden the range of issues that are, that are spoken about. I mean, certainly with regard to education, I mean, boys are behind girls every single stage of education. And uh, every year when it comes to things like university, there's, there's tens of thousands of fewer boys going to university than girls every year, but also uh, boys are not getting the same grades at GCSE level either. So I think boys' education is an issue that really does need to uh, be spoken about. I'd also like to see a more, more wider reflection around the impact on COVID. So we know, for example, that men of a working age were have been twice as likely to die of COVID uh, than women of a working age. And I don't think that there's been enough thought or understanding or research gone into why that actually is the case. The last point is, is that the, the government have launched and announced a women's health strategy, which is something that we, we you know, we would support, but they, they're not committed yet to actually producing a men's health strategy. And I think that what we would really like uh, parliamentarians to talk about is the need to actually, for the government, to take more proactive action in dealing with those range of issues that affect men and boys, rather than just talking about them once a year. So I think it's time we saw action on these issues. Why do you think there is so much hesitation in talking about men and boys' issues, not just in the Commons, but still largely across the world and in the UK? Why do you think there is still this hesitancy to do that? It's bizarre, Matt, because it's really difficult to understand the logic and rationale for that. I mean, I think I think there is an empathy gap. Um, and I've often talked about the, the way the political narrative, because it's not really a societal narrative, not, not about normal members of the public. But from a political perspective, I think there's a narrative that basically says that all women have problems, 
and all men are problems. And I think that that is that narrative comes through with a reluctance to to look at those issues where men and boys are behind women and girls. I think some of it might be that they, they're concerned about some groups and other organisations saying, well, what about female disadvantage? And if, if you focus on male disadvantage, you're taking something away um, f- from the disadvantages that women face. But there's room enough for everybody. So there, there are issues that women face, um, but also there's issues that men face too. And there should never be a competition between men and women, and including on those including on those issues. So I think they're scared, wrongly, of some form of mythical backlash. And I think that they need to start to recognise politicians and government that, as I said, equality, diversity and inclusion includes men and boys too. There can be no reason not to be running schemes and initiatives and really taking up the leadership that's needed on boys' education and on men's health in general. There's no excuse for it. Now, if there's an organisation or a business in Cambridge who are looking to organise an event for International Men's Day, maybe they've been inspired by what you've been talking about um, on the interview today. Do you have a website where people can go to and find out more information? Yeah, absolutely we do. And it's ukmensday.org.uk. There's lots of information about the type of events you can actually run. There's lots of logos. And also there's lots of events and links to what other employers are actually doing, including an employer guide. So, you know, there's there's nothing wrong with you actually seeing what other organisations are doing and thinking that seems a good idea. I can do that too. So please have a look around the website. And also there's some contact details there if somebody wanted to email or, or, or give me a call. That's not a problem at all. Mark Brooks, thank you for joining me on Cambridge 105 Radio today to talk about International Men's Day. Mark, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Saturday Breakfast with Matt Webb. Cambridge 105 Radio. With International Men's Day taking place next Friday, one of the topics the day looks to highlight is men's mental health. Joining me now is Gary Clark from the charity Andy's Man Club. They run peer support groups across the UK for men experiencing mental ill health. Gary helps coordinate the local Andy's Man Clubs in Cambridgeshire. So Gary, just tell me a bit about Andy's Man Club for people who aren't familiar with it. Um, Andy's Man Club is a mental health charity that supports men um, who are suffering or have suffered or are suffering from mental health issues. Um, Andy's Man Club was started in 2016 when um, a young gentleman called Andy Roberts um, in Halifax took his own life and Andy's brother-in-law is a gentleman called Luke Ambler and Luke is an ex-professional rugby league player and played at Leeds Rhinos and Halifax so played at a a high level so through the fallout of losing his brother-in-law he realised there was nowhere for men to talk. Uh, which is pretty much if Andy had have done that, he may well have still been alive today. So um, Luke started the first ever Andy's Man Club in the September of 2016 when nine guys attended. Um, and we're now, as of last Monday, because we meet every Monday evening between 7 and 9pm, there are 70 groups across the country. Um, and there was 
nearly 1,200 men met. Um, and it's just a very, very simple format that works. We'll come on to the format in, in just a second. But of course, suicide yeah. remains the biggest killer of men under the age of 45 in the UK. It, it is, is a yeah. shocking statistic. And yeah. obviously, places like Andy's Man Club encourage men to talk about their feelings and obviously do it in a slightly different way to what might be the norm. Just tell us about how you engage men. Yeah, it's the thing with it is it's all peer-led. So there are no experts. There are no professionals in, in the field of mental health. Um, we're all people that have been through or going through our own issues. So it is genuinely when someone sits there and says, I know how you feel, they genuinely do because they will have been through it. Um, and, it, and, it just, and it just opens guys up. The questions that we have are designed to, to get guys to talk. Um, and, you know, we encourage them. They can talk as much or as little as they want. Um, sometimes you'll get guys that'll come to a group and say, oh, I've just come to listen. I'm not going to talk today. You know, then you can't shut them up. Because once they start and they realise how good it makes them feel, um, it, it, it does. And they'll all say, you know, God, why didn't I do this a long while ago? And just tell me a bit about your experience and how you got involved in Andy's Man Club. I was um, previously worked in the prison service um, for nearly 30 years. Um, and in one of my roles within the prison service, um, I, was co- I was what was known as a safer custody manager, which meant I managed all the suicide and self-harms um, within that prison. So I generated a, an interest in, in what, what was behind it all really um and then i met luke um in at a prison service conference and was just completely blown away by him he's such an inspirational individual um that, that he can't you can't help but to be inspired by him um so i found a venue um in peterborough where i was working at the time and then um we started the group and i was and then went through my own breakdown which was a, you know, kind of not why I started Andy's Man Club, but it was there to support me. I have a um, a severe eye condition, a chronic eye condition, um, and it cause caused me and does cause me over the times a lot of issues and problems and whatever else. And I became the victim of bullying in my workplace um, by my manager and my manager's manager. So I was I was just completely at, you know bombarded from from two levels that just drove me to the edge and to the point of of suicide you know I got to the point where I sat at Peterborough railway station because I was having to use the train for work because at that time I couldn't drive Um, and I just sat there for two hours in tears on a bench and not one single person approached me and you know I got myself out of that and through the help of, of my sister um and got the help i needed um which then eventually led to me leaving the prison leaving the prison service um and not all by choice i have to say um, but in the end that's the best thing that ever happened to me because you know i i, I think if i hadn't have got out of the prison service and, and dealt with them you know where i would have been today i don't know so you know it's it's easy for me to sit there and say to guys, I know how you feel because I genuinely do. And, you know, and I think that when you look back on things, I think I'd probably been suffering, you know, I'd lived on my own for a lot of years um, and you think you're happy and you think everything's good. And then, you know, it's not until you look back, you probably realise that maybe 
I've suffered from depression for a long while. Um, but now, you know, I still have bad days and I, you know, and I still have moments, but they're few and far between now, you know, because I, you know, I have a beautiful wife, two fantastic stepkids, um, a job that's not like going to work. You know, I teach kids to cycle. So, you know, I just, or I just call it, I just go and play in the playground, you know, for, 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 for time or then out on the roads and, you know, I have no work stress. Um, you know, a little bit of life stress like everybody has, but nothing else, you know, so, but Andy's Man Club got me through that, you know, so the chatting, the talking, the being able to sort of just, just, just rant, just, just get your feelings off your chest. You know, even if the people sat around the room are not listening, that doesn't really matter because it's just that feeling of, um, of getting yourself feeling like you matter. And then you realise very quickly that you're not alone. And that's the biggest thing that happens for you. Just tell us a bit about the areas where you're currently operating across Cambridgeshire. Um, we have a group in Peterborough. I also started that group um, just over three years ago. Um, and there is just a group in Huntingdon. So in Cambridgeshire, that is, you know, um, all we have. So, you know, we are, although there are 70 groups across the country, this part of the country is really sparse and, and it really is something that we want to push as a charity to open it up because we do have guys that travel a fair distance to attend our groups and the group or my group in Huntingdon now and the group originally that I started in Peterborough. Um, there are quite a lot of travel that goes on for people to attend them. And you're looking to start one up in Cambridge. If someone is interested in, in doing that, what sort of commitment do they need to have? And do they need a venue? How does it all work? Yeah, what we what we try to do is is almost like a, a natural progression from people that have attended groups um, elsewhere. So if there is, you know, we, we try to encourage people to come to a group um, that's as close as possible to them. So if someone was in Cambridge, it would probably be Huntingdon, um, to come and attend our group, see how it runs, and then and then look at opening a group. So they'd need a venue. Um, the venue would need to be open every Monday evening, um, accessible between sort of 6.30 in the evening to probably about 9.30 at night. The groups run from 7 till 9. But by the time you've, you know, you need to get there to set up and, and, then, and then clear up and finish up afterwards. Um, and we don't pay for any of our venues. We, we get people to donate the space and the time for, for free of charge so that we're not charging um, we don't have any costs um, for venues. And would you need a group of people involved to do it or can it just be an um, individual? Yeah, you, you, do, you do need them um, because it is, the commitment is to sort of like every Monday evening apart from bank holidays, they're the only days we don't meet um, and that reason is purely because some of the venues across the country aren't accessible on a bank holiday. So they, rather than say which ones are open and which ones are closed, they just close them all on a, on a bank holiday, which gives everybody a, a, a week off, basically. You know, gives gives the guys that are volunteering a bit of a break um, from doing it. So it is that commitment to the Monday evenings, but it's also a commitment to, to sort of like managing social media pages, um, controlling those, um, looking at, at, at sort of um, advertising, getting out there, spreading the word, attending local functions um, to get out there. So you, you you genuinely find that the people that want to do it, do it for completely the right reasons. So, you know, that's how it is. 
Yeah, certainly something that I can relate to as well. Obviously, I've suffered yeah. from mental ill health myself. So if you can just give us the details of Andy's Man Club, if people want to get in contact with you, maybe they want to set up a support network in Cambridge or another part of the county, yeah. how would they get in contact so they, with they, you? They can either email huntingdon at andysmanclub.co.uk or they can email the, the national thing. If you Google Brandy's Man Club, there is a website, there's Facebook pages, and contact us through that. Huntingdon has its own Facebook page, um, as does Peterborough. So if anyone contacts us through that, then we will, um, certainly Huntingdon um, and, and the guys at Peterborough will as well, we contact you really quickly. And, and then, you know, we can get talking and, and, and get going and get setting up and, and, you know, get people to attend. You know, we do try to encourage people to attend other groups first just so they can see what they're like and what, what, what it entails. And, and then you can chat with the facilitators and they'll tell you kind of what work works involved, not just the Monday night stuff, um, you know, and, and, and get in touch that way. You say, we'll respond pretty quickly. Or you just, you know, email Andy's Man Club, go onto their website, find the contact details on there and, and they'll, they'll respond to guys from the office, um, which is based up in Halifax or respond to you, you know, equally as quickly. So brilliant. Gary, thank you for joining me on Cambridge 105 Radio today and the very best of luck with yeah. Andy's Man Club locally. Um, it's a great initiative. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, no problem. Thank you.